0: This Associated Bank Sports Update on 101.7 The Truth, powered by ESPN Milwaukee. I'm Brian D. 47 years. That's how long it's been since we've had a day like today in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The Bucks are in the NBA Finals. Game 1 tips off tonight at 8 in Phoenix against the Suns. The big question heading in, will Giannis Antetokounmpo be able to play? Yeah,
1: no, I'm just going to leave it. He did court work, you know, so he's making progress, and, you know, we're pleased uh, that he's making progress.
0: That is Bucs head coach Mike Budenholzer. Coverage of tonight's Game 1 starts at 7.30 on WTMJ. And in baseball, after 11 straight wins, the Brewers have now suffered two straight losses. They fall to the Mets 4-2 on Monday night. Same two teams back at it again this evening. You can hear the game on 94.5 ESPN. This sports update brought to you by Associated Bank. Proudly supporting our hometown teams. Member FDIC. More of MKE in the Morning with
2: Mel and Joe is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and
1: 1017thetruth.com. Go. Damn, yeah, it is exclusive. So. Go. Your- hey, all about my bucks, I guess that I'm going around today. Hey, I'm just being honest. You know what I'm trying to say. Hey. We're about your squad, super teams get out the way. The day that we acquired Drew, yeah, that's my favorite holiday. Uh. Hey, Dante DiVincenzo, check the stash, yeah, check the info. You do not know what you went for. We about to change the tempo. Feel like Django mixed with Bango. Came to party, came, came to, to tango, came to-, to handle all our business. Social justice, what we stand for. Uh. Learned it from Black mama that most of the game is mental. Uh. Don't care if we're related between these lines, we ain't for uh. Teamwork make the dream work. Yeah, that there is so essential. Uh. We own the now and future, so you could return your rental. Uh. Uh to level go go down below go go on the flow go 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 books sing go 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 for 14 go go are we know go 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 up to level go go down below go go on the flow go 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 books sing go 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 for 14 go go All we know go 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 books. go
0: books go what up y'all we are back at MKE in the morning with Mel and Joe on the new 1017 the truth Let's go. We're talking NBA Finals, talking Bucks Talk. We are being joined by Greg Matzik, 620 WTMJ Sports Director and co-host of Wisconsin Afternoon News. He's actually joining us live from the NBA Finals in Phoenix. Yeah. We live, baby. He's covering for 620 WTMJ. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing? What's up, guys? It's early.
2: I love this. I don't know how y'all do this morning show thing.
0: Hold on. How early <laughs> I is it, though, right it. now for you? Is it 530 over there? Well,
2: it's a, it is. it is, But, you know, in, any day that you travel, which was yesterday for me, that was like the 530 wake-up call. You're going back in time. Like, it's all goofy. Then you do a lot of work, and it's still 100 degrees, so it's Ooh. hard to sleep when it's mm. midnight. Um so this is all what it's all about, though, right? You sort st- of ride the wave into Game 1.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Greg, obviously this is exciting for you. I would imagine this is your – I mean, I don't know how it works if you also would be covering the NBA Finals if the Bucks weren't there. Uh, so can you just talk to us a little bit about that and what it's been like for you? I know you only just arrived.
2: Yes, I, this is a first-time opportunity for me. So that that's uh, 20 years into the business, and I've never had a chance to cover an NBA final. So, yeah, this is entirely predicated by the Bucks reaching this stage of the game. So I, I'm fortunate to be here, and we're going to do our best to try and bring Phoenix and what's happening here in the desert back to folks in Milwaukee.
0: Love that, Greg. Yeah, we're... To say you say that this is 20 years in the making for you, I mean, I think we it's safe to say that all of us here in this studio, we've been waiting our whole lives for this. Yes, DZ is a newer Bucks fan, but he's definitely a Bucks fan nonetheless. So you've been waiting, you know, a whole two years for this, and uh, the rest of us, our whole (laughs) lives. Three years, three years, (laughs) years. okay, sorry, my bad, my bad. But yeah, Greg, this is it's huge, it's monumental for all of us. And Joe and I, we always say that, you know, we're fans first, so to reach this point, it's pretty incredible. And I know that you're a big Bucks fan. Fan as well, Greg. So, what's it like for you? You know, being able to cover this team that you are not only a fan of, but I mean, like you said, like you get to cover the NBA Finals because of this team reaching this stage.
2: Yeah, so let, let's let's bring this back to like the mid '80s, shall we? So, please, like that <laughs> that was my first like taste of Bucks basketball, and that was like Sidney Moncrief and Terry Cummings, and those are really good teams, but they could never get past the Celtics. The '76ers were in the way with Dr. J, uh, but you never felt like. They weren't going to be a contender. They weren't going to be, you know, levels of optimism early on. And then the 90s hit, and that wasn't so hot. And then 2000 hit, and it started to resurrect with George Carl and the Ray and uh, Big Ooh. Dog and Ooh. Sam Casella. Those are good teams, man. And I was at that Eastern Conference Finals game um, against the 76ers, mm. and I was there as a fan, man, loving it up. But anytime time you reach that point, Mel and Joe, it's like, we'll get back. Right? If it doesn't happen, we'll, we'll be back. Right. And you just see how difficult it is because that team, for as good as it was in 2001, that came crashing back to earth. And, and all of a sudden, Ray was traded. Big Dog was traded. Sam Cassell was gone. George just, Carl was gone. Everything was gone. Just, it just was just dismantled. by 2000. Yes. So by 2004, it's like, what are we looking at here? What, what is this team? And, Mel, you and I have been on stage before at some of these pep rallies knowing damn well the Bucs aren't going to win that series, right? We're trying to <laughs> pump out the crowd. 500 team just sort of limping in. But the new commitment, the new everything, it, it's, it's shined such a big spotlight on this team. And I think they are where they belong. I, I think they're among the best teams standing, and we'll see if they can piece it together here for seven more games. got to win four, right? Four more wins, and you're hoisting that trophy up again.
1: And, Greg, can we – I mean, I'm sorry. Can we give a huge shout-out to Senator Herb Cole? I think he also deserves uh uh some big huge ups in in all of this too because he could have just sold the team to whoever you know the highest bidder they was gonna go to you know Seattle or they were talking about Las Vegas or something. I don't know, but he when he sold the team, he said this team has to stay in Milwaukee like that was a part of the agreement and then also- then put in a hundred million dollars of his own money to fund. The Milwaukee Bucks staying in Milwaukee. I mean, how, I mean, how, much, how much credit does, does, should we give her, Senator Herb Cole right now, too?
2: Yeah, I, it, it, Bud Seelig is the reason the Brewers are still in Milwaukee. Herb Cole is the reason the Bucks are still in Milwaukee. Uh, y- you talked about the different places they could have gone, Joe. Go mm-hmm. back to like 2004, 2005, right around that time frame. Uh, there, there was a guy who wanted this team, and he wanted to move it to Charlotte, and his name is Michael Jordan, and Herb Cole said no. How many people say no to Michael Jordan?
0: Right. Wow. Uh,
2: this team, would, this team would be in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, and it would be the Bobcats uh, or the Hornets now, whatever the heck they are after they've gone through their own little ups and downs. But but you're right. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes his passion, I think, worked against him a little bit too. He wanted desperately to be a playoff team. He wanted desperately for Bucks fans to watch playoff games, right? You endure a full season. We want a postseason for you. And sometimes that meant trading Tobias Harris for J.J. Redick. And it wasn't always the popular move. And, and may have not been the right move, but that was in his heart. Be a playoff team. And, you know, I, I do think in, in some respects it, it was tricky for John Hammond to try and navigate those waters as he felt there was a clear rebuild that was in store. Uh, and then Giannis comes along. And if you remember when Giannis was drafted a couple years later, Jabari came in. Yep. And it was Jabari's team, right? Well, it became Giannis's team, and, and that's where we are today. Mm.
0: Yeah, we've definitely come a long way, Greg, you know, uh, you talked about the 80s, that's kind of where your starting point was. And for me, the starting point of my love for Bucks basketball, I would say was around the mid 90s, um, from like my earliest recollection. And we definitely have been through the highs and lows as Bucks fans, you know. And I remember when we were just competing just to make it to the playoffs. And we were just happy, you know, just to have Brandon Jennings saying Bucks and six, even though we knew we probably weren't going to win that last game. But, like, we still were hoping, and I agree with you, like, hyping up fans, even when we knew there's a really good chance we're not going to make it out of this series. But we still got to hype fans up and stay positive. And so we talk a lot about the fact that, you know, the fans are, they really are, of the nucleus of the team, Giannis is the nucleus for sure when it comes to what's happening on court. But the fans are the ones that really bring that energy. So I'm curious, in your opinion, you know, what has that been like? Kind of like watching the way that the city has come together and you know, cheer on the Bucks because obviously we were all hoping for something like this. I don't know how much we were really expecting it. I mean, I'm always expecting the Bucks to go to the finals just because. I'm I'm just, you know, we gotta speak that into existence, but it's reality now. It's here. And so I'm just curious from your perspective, what has it been like, you know, just kind of watching the way that everyone really has congregated together and brought out the full forces to cheer these Bucks to the finals.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's the delivery of a promise, right? Like we're gonna build this thing up. We're gonna have a new arena. This is not we're bailing and we're going to Seattle with new ownership. Uh, we're going to make this thing real, and it's become real. I do remember 2001, the Bradley Center was crazy. I mean, it was among the loudest I have ever experienced during that series against Charlotte, to be more specific. Philly was good series, don't get me wrong, but the series before, for whatever reason, to me, that was the loudest I would ever heard that arena. But outside, there was nothing going on. Right there's a pep rally. People would go in. There were a couple places people could dive into to watch the game. Otherwise, you're going to Third Street, and probably more uh, accurately at that time, you're going to Water Street to watch the games. Right. Um, and that happened, but there was no there was no like central location for Bucks fans to just gather and congregate. And, and every time I watched Toronto, um, and I experienced this a couple years ago, walking through their Jurassic Park area. I mean, that thing is alive, and that is one of the loudest arenas I've ever experienced, and unfortunately, the Bucks fell uh, in Toronto. But now we have it, and now you get to live it. Now you guys take the stage, and it looks like a concert, right? It's a queen is going to come on stage next. I mean, it's crazy <laughs> looking out and see how many people are there. And like, it's just it's the delivery of a promise, and it's, it's just amazing, man. It's powerful to watch and experience.
0: I would agree with you. We're talking with Greg Matzik, 620 WTMJ Sports Director and co-host of Wisconsin Afternoon News. Um, I want to kind of get into... finals game preview with you i mean it's game one tonight i agree being in the deer district it literally does feel like a concert like i'm not gonna lie greg those people are there to see joe and me as far as i'm concerned Um, but (laughs) tonight they'll probably be there a little bit for bucks basketball so why don't you go ahead and give us you know kind of like your predictions uh just based on you know I, I, okay first like I, I got to go ahead and say this we have played the Suns twice this season and unfortunately both games we actually lost by a mere one point personally That last one ain't count Personally I think that it's because it, I don't know I I don't want to speak up for the team of course but I don't think that we prepared for the Phoenix Suns that are the Phoenix Suns this season. They, they're a different team than they've ever been. You know, they just barely missed playoffs last year just to storm back. And I think they were second in the West, if I'm not mistaken, and second in the NBA yeah. overall. So I don't think that we prepared for the Phoenix Suns team that we have. Obviously, that preparation is going to be looking a lot different. So what are your predictions for game one?
2: Um, a few things. I will tell you this. Every Suns fan I spoke to yesterday, and I spoke to—I uh, would say more than a dozen—every single one of them wants Giannis to play, uh, saying they want this to be the most compelling series possible. They don't want an asterisk if there's—you uh, know—the Suns end up winning this thing, and certainly Bucks fans don't either. Although, hey, I'll take the trophy. Yeah, put whatever punctuation you want there. The trophy's over. <laughs> okay, totally seriously. Uh, right. And what did the asterisk ever do, guys? Uh, it just, I feel, feel so bad for this punctuation mark. <laughs>
1: all I did was just try and be its sp- punctuation mark. Right. As long as you um, put an exclamation at the end of it, we good.
2: <laughs> right. That, that trophy's still a thing.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, they want Giannis to play.
2: And I honestly think if the Bucks are going to win this series, Giannis needs to play. And he also needs to be Giannis. Right so here's the big thing about that Atlanta series. When Trey Young got hurt, okay, when is Trey coming back? Well, he came back, and it was sort of desperation time for Atlanta, but he wasn't Trey. he didn't look right. right. He was hobbled. He couldn't he, what was he focused on? Am I going to shoot? Am I going to drive here? I don't think he could do everything that he wanted to do when he wanted to do it. And Giannis has one gear. Man, it is overdrive from the get-go. Yeah. And so you know he's going to put everything he's got on the floor, right? So if he can't be himself and he's on the floor, that becomes, that becomes a predictable <clears throat> sort of situation that, that the Suns can benefit from. If he's Giannis, then it's a different game. Um, and I do think they're pretty evenly matched. One thing I will say about the Suns, they're an outstanding shooting team. Uh, and the Bucs were great during the regular season. And for whatever reason, the playoffs, it's just been tough to knock down three-point shots to the point where you're saying, man, go inside, be big. The Suns have a couple of bigs. That that's where the challenge I think lies. Trying to, you know, beat them that way. So, I think it's a great series. Uh, really compelling to me. I know what you're saying about Phoenix, Mel. They are, they they are something. And we don't probably spend a lot of time watching them in the Midwest. But they've got a good combination of youth. They're hitting on draft picks. Chris Paul's still a guy who's in search for a ring. There is not a player in this series who has a championship ring on their finger. So. Um, I don't think it'll be a lack of hunger, right? I mean, everybody's in it here now. But one big difference for the Bucks that wasn't really a thing during the regular season against the Suns, they didn't have P.J. Tucker either. So now you've added one of the most versatile yeah. defenders in all of the league. So that, uh, this is really compelling. Uh, it, it, there's not a lot of separation to me between these two teams. That's how it should be for the Finals.
1: Yeah, and that last game that we played during the regular season, Mel, I know you remember because it came down to the wire. And it was a it was an iffy call at the end. Yes, it was. On P- I think it was on P.J. Tucker. Mm-hmm. And they called a foul and they ended up making some late free throws and ended up winning the game. That's how they won.
0: And that brought me back to the bubble because that's how we got out with some a- laps. Exactly. Was, that was almost exactly exact how it ended. Almost same type mm-hmm. of play.
1: Um, Yeah, with like... The game was, like, over, yeah. pretty much, and yeah. they ended up shooting free throws. And that's how they won. No, but,
0: I know. I, I know they squeaked by, but, you it's, know. But
1: it was a good game. <laughs> right. You know, it was a great game. But so, also, I think, what was you going to say, Greg? So,
2: who guards Booker?
1: Right? Guards Man, Booker. First
2: question, who guards Booker? It starts there to me.
1: I say either uh, Chris or PJ. Mm.
0: See, and I thought Drew. Okay. Drew gotta yeah. be, Drew's so got to be on that, CP3. You think so? Yeah. That's what you got to gotta
1: figure out. Okay. Okay. Drew's got to be that, on CP three. That's what you got to figure out. I was thinking PJ. Just l- put some aggression on him instantly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I like can you see just that. Get too. in his face. Get in his grill. Yeah, man. I don't, keep on him. I don't mind Chris on him either because Chris is a uh, is a he's an underrated defensive player. I agree. He's 6'8", man. <laughs> he, he's a long guy. Lanky. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, uh, Greg. So we're talking to uh, Greg Matzik, six twenty WTMJ sports director and co-host of Wisconsin Afternoon News. Uh, Is DZ? I got a question for you, man. What are the Bucks' keys to victory for tonight?
2: For tonight, I think you got to like first five minutes. You got to control pace, and you got to try and take a crowd out of it. Um, it's been sluggish for the Bucks on the road. It, it's been sluggish, really, in Game 1s altogether. Remember against Miami, that Definitely. was a little clunky, but they pulled it away in overtime. Uh, Brooklyn, that was a little more lopsided, I think, than the final score would indicate. Uh, and the Bucks were sloppy at home against Atlanta. So it, it, if there's a Game 1 thing, there can't be a Game 1 thing anymore, right? you got you got to find a way to take home court advantage back from Phoenix. So to me, the first five minutes are always critical. You get to see the matchups, who's on who. I agree with what you guys said. You're going to see multiple bodies on Devin Booker, I think. I I think you will see Drew Mel. I I think you will see PJ. I think you will see Chris because he's that good, and you can't let him get comfortable and, and figure out what you're doing. You have to be able to control him more than any because he can detonate at any moment. He's the next guy who can get 48 in a minute. So you have to find a way to control him, and I say keep him below his average. So those are a couple of keys for me. Um, the other, and I know it's, it's kind of a wait-and-see mode here, but you know, Giannis returning and being himself, uh, which could be game three, maybe unleash him on your home floor uh, after you've been sitting out for a week. I know he did a little work yesterday on the floor, but I, I, think, I think he's going to be on the sidelines today. Um, and splitting this game really comes down to, I think, improved three-point shooting. It hasn't really been there consistently for the Bucks, but if you get to about 37%, 38% from three, I think that's a good sign. Um, both these teams can score, score 120 points and, and kind of live in that area. I don't think it'll be that high scoring, but the Bucks' shooting I think will be critical.
0: Most definitely.
1: Greg, now I know you said if Giannis comes back, you know, he's got to be Giannis. I, I agree and just a little bit want to tweak it a little bit because I think – this team has kind of been flourishing right now, and they've been like, mm-hmm. you know, they've been on the run, and it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I, we can hoop too. And <laughs> and when Giannis was in the game, he was kind of, you know, he was ball dominant, and everybody kind of, it seemed like everybody was just kind of standing around, waiting for Giannis to do what Giannis do, and then kick it out, maybe a couple seconds left on the shot clock when we couldn't get anything. Do you think he would just kind of, I don't want to say that he has to fall in line, but, I, but in a way, you know, do you think he has to kind of just get a readjusted with the team or does the team have to get readjusted with him? Yeah,
2: so I can picture this moment right now. All right, just you know, close your eyes. Come with me to the arena. We're in Phoenix. Giannis takes the ball. There's seven seconds left on the shot clock. He's got it at the free throw line. And then he dribbles back because Jay Crowder's on him. And all of a sudden, here comes that full head of steam. Here comes Giannis barreling down I-94, right, trying to get to the hoop. Mm-hmm. Can he do that? Can he be himself? Because here's, here's what I think happens. Okay. If he's on the floor, you expect him to be himself. So if you're Chris, if you're Drew, if you're at Brooke, if you're anybody else on the floor, you, you kind of default back into, okay, here goes Giannis, what are my responsibilities? But if he doesn't quite have it, it, I, I just wonder about timing and sort of the rhythm of this team. They're used to playing with Giannis one way. If he's slowed up in any way, I do wonder how that affects their rhythm. I saw that with Trey Young and the Hawks. Trey had the ball in his hand, and everybody else was like, okay, Trey's got it. We're all good. And then it was a turnover, and then it was a bad shot 30 feet away. Like it, it just didn't click. It didn't seem right with him back on the floor because he wasn't himself. So that, that's my, my hope is that when Giannis comes back, it's Giannis. He's yeah. doing all the same things that we once saw. But I agree with you. I mean, the Bucks showed in games five and six, we, we can do this. After being stunned when Giannis got hurt and not really knowing how to react, mm-hmm. I, I thought they pulled it together rather brilliantly.
0: I would agree with that. Thank you so much, Greg. Really appreciate you you. again, you guys. That was Greg Matzik, 620 WTMJ Sports Director and co-host of Wisconsin Afternoon News. You stay safe, stay hydrated, stay cool out there, Greg. He's reporting live from the NBA Finals in Phoenix, and uh, we look forward to hearing more of your updates. You have fun out there. Appreciate
2: it, guys. Supposed to be 110 today, so Ooh, something <laughs> light,
0: something slight. <laughs> just,
2: I talked to somebody yesterday, and they said it cooled down a little bit because it was uh, 116 a few days ago. Oh, jeez. No. No. Like, well, this crazy. Good is game,
1: just, good, saying, good thing it's the not games right. tonight. Because at night, the sun goes down. Oh, my goodness. The sun does go down, but it's still 100. I appreciate you guys.
0: Appreciate you, Greg. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. <laughs>
2: Don't touch that dial. MKE in the morning with Mel and Joe will be right back on
1: 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.